Hello and welcome to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, what a night under lights here at St Mary's Stadium as Southampton take all three points from our clash with Aston Villa. It was a good one, wasn't it? It was indeed. A lot of happy fans leaving after a rather exhilarating game and rejoining us to discuss all the action. We have Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajumba. Adrian, let's get your initial thoughts after that one. Uh, the main the main thought is is relief really, but not because Southampton were particularly hanging on or anything like that. Or it was more just because they played so well in the first half, um, sort of really dominated that half. And I just thought the way that basically Anwar Anwar and El Ghazi stayed on the pitch, you know, Aston Villa Aston Villa retained you know a, a full team. I just and then the way they started the second half, I just feared that Southampton weren't going to get what they deserved tonight, which was was the three points. So I was, I was relieved at full time that they hung, hung on to that, that excellent goal from Adam Armstrong and, and won the three points. Yeah, Dean, a 1-0 scoreline doesn't necessarily reflect how dominant Southampton were in those early periods. No, like Adrian's just touched on in the first half, Southampton were, were excellent. They really, really were. And fantastic goal to start with from, from Adam Armstrong as a brilliant strike it really was and no better way to to start a game but it's three points it's, it's another clean sheet um on this this cluster of games that we mentioned and we mentioned that were really really important of this part of the season and and the team have really responded the players together individually some excellent performances again tonight um some chances created you know James Ward-Prowse had a lovely strike in the first half um, Oreo Romeo had another strike after a good move. Shay Adams had a second half. And then a really, you know, second half, really professional performance, you know, a really good team effort. Um, not that exciting to watch, but really diligent in what they did, worked well together. Tactically, I think the manager made some very, very good decisions and was um, proactive in his decisions, took the game to Aston Villa in terms of keeping the shape nice and um, compact and not allow them to have any clear-cut chances. Um, so brilliant three points tonight and, and well done to Southampton. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Ready for action here at St Mary's in the Premier League. And then quickly, and he's James Ward-Prowse to rescue it, and the ball's looped up to the edge of the area, and Adam Armstrong will smash Southampton into the lead with an absolute belter. Corner from the left, Ward-Prowse whips it in, right-footed to the near post, it's the Saints head, and out to Armstrong, who spooned the chance, high into the northern end. Liveramento, fouled by Anwar El-Ghazi, it's just too good, and he's going in the book early. El-Ghazi plays it straight into Liveramento, oh, and El-Ghazi could be off. Now the referee's got a decision to make, that was an obvious yellow card for a drag back, now Stuart Armstrong squares it to James Ward-Prowse! Another rising shot from just outside the box. Port from the former Norwich man, and Emi Buendia, the Argentinian, turns it infield, it's good. And then the shot from El Ghazi stings the fingers of McCarthy. Now Watkins is driving into the penalty area down the left, pulls it back towards Buendia, who shoots wide. Once a corner, doesn't get one. Bailey takes it, crosses from the right with his left foot. Oh, how it's gone past everyone somehow. Brilliant cross from Bailey. Saints lucky again, it's a goal kick. Ward-Prowse with his right foot. Curls it, header from Adams. Tipped over by Martinez brilliantly. And that's it. Saints beat Villa 1-0. So Adrian, a lot of the chat pre-match was about our old number nine, but uh, it was our new number nine that came up with the goal. I mean, we've touched on it already, but talk to us about that strike. 
Yeah, it's a great strike. Um, Dean will have better knowledge uh, than me of, of what it takes to score a sort of half volley like that to hit the ball that well. But it was great just the way he took it, the, the confidence we talked before pre-match about how willing um, Adam Armstrong is to sort of let shots fly and have attempts on goal. And you kind of see it there. You, that, that, that wasn't a hit or, or the attempt of somebody who's, who's not scored since the opening day of the season. Just the, the confidence that he showed to, to stride onto the ball and hit that as sweetly as he did. It was a, it was a great strike, really, really great goal. Dean, you did predict a goal for Adam Armstrong and Stu Armstrong, mind, but you know you nearly came up trumps in the first eight minutes. <laughs> I almost got it right, Steve. I almost <laughs> got it right, but no, like Adrian said, it was a, a brilliant strike. It really, really was, and um, kind of started to move off where Adam Armstrong almost gave the ball away. Did give the ball away. Brilliant tackle by James Ward-Prowse, and then Adam Armstrong was just, you know, predicted. He was instinctive. He was on the front foot. The ball dropped for him and there was no hesitation, no hesitation. A lovely strike. He looked like a player that Adrian's touched on that was full of confidence and has belief in him and he is a natural goal scorer. And you can't even say that's a chance, really. It's just instinctive. He's hit it, but it's a great strike and it's a brilliant way to, to start the game. It really was. And then the chance that Stuart Armstrong came from a, a set piece, which I think Southampton looked dangerous from all evening and Aston Villa looked really vulnerable from and he he found himself in, in a lot of space. And I think it was, he had too much time to think about it. He's thinking, do I side foot it? Do I strike through it? Do I pull it back? And just had too much to think about it. And in the end, didn't really do anything with it, which, you know, for Stuart Armstrong with the ability he's got, he will be disappointed with that. Um, but it, it's not easy when the ball's coming out of the sky. But I thought he had an okay game tonight, Stuart Armstrong, what he did. You can see he's still building up his fitness, but he picked up some lovely areas on the pitch. Um, try to be creative, was very, very good in his movement and linked the play very, very well. So he had an effect on the game. But yeah, like you say, uh, I almost got a prediction right, Steve. You know, I've got one one thing right, so, so I'll, I'll take it. So close, edging ever closer. Maybe next time you'll, you'll get it right, uh, Dean. Uh, well, Adrian, sticking with the Adam Armstrong chat then, obviously, aside from the goal, what did you make of his overall performance? Because there were several occasions when he was tracking back, really helping out in the midfield. His work rate was second to none. Yeah, it was a very good performance from him tonight. You know, he gets the, the man of the match honours. I think probably a lot of people would, would agree with that decision because as well as the goal, he did put in a real shift. He, he really worked hard. You see how much work he was doing well away from the penalty area. You know, he's really sort of keeping those those Villa defenders honest. Tuanzabi had a couple of difficult moments, you know, against him sort of well outside the penalty box as well, which kind of shows you the type of areas that Adam Armstrong was operating in. A lot of stuff on the halfway line. As I said, well outside the penalty box. He's really sharp player, lively, he's quick. He's, he can do the sort of pressing that you need to do when you're playing up top for Ralph Hasanuto. And it was a really, really impressive performance, actually. And one you can see he could kick on from. Dean, with Villa kind of fortunate not to go down to 10 men in that first half. El Ghazi was already on a yellow when he, he pulled back Livramento. Very lucky. Very, very lucky. I think the, the first tackle, I think there was a little bit of intent, intent in terms of just try to stop the momentum of Liveramento and try to uh, let him know that he's going to be in a game and kind of leave one on him. You used to be able to do that in the old days, but you can't do that anymore. And the second tackle was very, very blatant. You know, it was a, um, from frustration of, of losing possession himself. He wasn't really in the game in the first half and he was probably frustrated from doing so much defending. And then the, the third moment was, you know, the penalty really, which you don't like to see. You know, that's... 
it's not good that you, that's cheating really you know if there's if there's contact i can understand a player why he would go down in the penalty area to try and win a penalty to try and gain an advantage but he tried to read the tackle i think it was from james or prowse and james or prowse was just too clever for him and just pulled away and he went to ground so I think the referee will be a little bit disappointed if he reviews the game. And you never like to see a player get sent off. You really don't. You want 11 v 11. But within those three moments, I think there was enough to warrant on an isolated decision. I think they're all three of them are yellow cards. But I think the, re the referees looked at it and thought, well, I've already booked you quite early on in the game. He's put himself under a bit of pressure to then send him off. So you don't like to see it, but I think he was he was pretty lucky tonight because all three of them, I think, are isolated incidents are, are yellow cards. Well, our fans watching along with the final whistle at home have been sending us in their thoughts on tonight's match as well. Uh, lots of happy people, as you'd expect. Uh, Colin Matthews, hello to you. He says another clean sheet. Uh, well done, defence. Helen Cooper's also a happy lady. She says, what a goal from Armstrong. It was pretty spectacular, wasn't it? Uh, Dean, hello. He says, well fought and deserved win. And three points tonight, boys. Norma says, fantastic win. Uh, the Southampton guy on YouTube. Good evening to you. Great defensive game once again. Let's go, Saints. Well-deserved three points. And a comment here from Lee Knight. He says, holding on for that long proves we've improved. Uh, well done, lads. Uh, so lots of happy people indeed. Um, Adrian, let's move the chat on to Shea Adams then, shall we? Because some really terrific touches from him. Uh, he wasn't able to get a goal tonight. Uh, but what did you make of his overall performance? Quite similar to, to Armstrong's actually in terms of the sort of the work that he puts in into a game. Um, maybe you know, obviously Adam got the goal, Shay didn't today, but you know, there was sort of a moment towards the end where he's, he was sort of taking Tyrone Mings into the corner while Southampton are trying to just sort of hold on and keeps um, keep Aston Villa in that area. The pitch was far away from um, the goal they, they want to score in, and it was that kind of night for for Shay Adams. He, you know, really worked hard. You see the goal is him who's occupying the two Aston Villa defenders as that ball drops out the sky. He's, um, you know, I mentioned again before uh, pre-match, he's sort of technical ability. So in terms of helping the team get up the pitch, keep the ball, link play with his teammates, there were some really nice moments and bits of skill, even just outside his own box as well, just to try and relieve pressure and, and help the team move up the pitch. So, you know, when, when in a game like that tonight, where it's, where it's tight, narrow, and you need to you need everyone to basically put in a shift, you know that Shea's not going to be found wanting in, in that department. And that was the case. Dean, we did see a change of shape from Southampton from 55 minutes. Lianco coming on for Stuart Armstrong. What did you make of that call from Ralph and how do you think it helped Saints seal the victory? I liked it, Steve. I did because within you know the first 15 minutes of the second half, Aston Villa were a lot better. They were, they were much improved. I think they had a little change, whether it was a change of shape, but it was definitely a change of personnel that was starting to cause Southampton a few problems and the manager's seen that. Southampton are in the lead and, and Aston Villa are building up a bit of momentum. So I like the decision. Like I say, that the manager was, was proactive and, and made a change in terms of personnel and of shape. So three at the back looked defensively strong. Um, I think I would imagine it's something that the manager's worked on in training. You know, for scenarios like this, if we're under a bit of pressure and we're not having possession of the ball, how can we stay solid? How can we stay de defensively sound? why we work through this period. And then towards the end to bring central, three central midfielders into the game as well. So it looked very, very solid. And that's what I mean in the second half where they, the team was very together and very professional. And that's how you win games sometimes. It can't always be on the front foot. It can't always be chance after chance, win two, three nil. 
to get another clean sheet tonight and to win one nil, I think that's that, that's a really positive sign because there will be times in the season where Southampton win will two nil and win will win three nil with with brilliant goals and loads of chances. But when you can win 1-0 after being so dominant in the first half and then having to change how you play in the second half, I think there's credit to the manager and the player. So I like that decision tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Speaks volumes about the team, doesn't it? Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Relieved. Uh, we had uh, to work very hard. Uh, seven, times, seven minutes overtime is long. Um, but I must say that... Um, Although we have been a little bit under pressure in the second half, we didn't have the big chances, we defended quite proper. Uh, the changes we made in the game have worked well, I think, and uh, we have, it's a good thing this season, we have a few quality to bring from the bench, and this is what, what helped us today to win this game. Obviously always good when you get a goal so early on in the match, but was that deserved for the intensity and the energy that your team showed from the very first moment yeah, tonight? Yeah. We tried to have a good start today, to set them on the back foot, and. Uh, to, we, knew, we knew that they have a little bit uh, problems, they were a little bit wobbling in the, in the, in the past weeks and, and this should be normally the chance to have a quick start and to, to, to make a early goal. And we did this and finally then uh, there was the, the first step to, uh, to, to a big win for us. Well, for the final time in the final whistle tonight, let's take a look at what's being said on social media. Um, we've got a comment here from Feddy. He says, yes, from Italy. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, Tim Doles also left us a comment. He says, awesome defensive effort. Great to get 10 points from the last four. As always, edge of the seat stuff until the end. Come on, you Saints. A comment here too from Matt Bushby. He says, what an amazing game tonight. Should have played 10 men in the second half, but 10 points from 12 is a great great return uh, well done boys a great return indeed and a trip to Norwich up next after the international break how are you feeling about that one Adrian Norwich are really really struggling at the moment it's, uh, what's it 10 games for them um, eight defeats um, the way Southampton are, are playing and building momentum you know it's three clean sheets in the last four as well as the three wins I mean, you, you'd have to think Southampton will go into that game full of confidence fully expecting to win and, and, you know, add another victory to, to the run they're on at the moment. Yeah, most definitely, Dean. As uh, Adrian's just alluded to there, you'd like to think the boys are going to go into that one with all the confidence and it's certainly a winnable fixture. 100%. And obviously it's nice to finish this little mini stage of the season going into an international break after a victory in an excellent form that, you know, the players will go away, represent the country. Some players will stay behind. You can work on a few things. A few players can, re can recover. Um, so I'm sure the Southampton players will go into the Norwich game fresh, full of confidence and believing they can win because it's been tough for Norwich, you know, coming back into the Premier League. They've, you know, they've not won a game yet. They're not really scoring goals. They're leaking goals. And what Southampton are doing at the moment is performing well, not conceding goals and winning games. So, you know, we talked about this a long time ago. This five games is really, really important. And to have 10 points out of 12 so far, to get... I think 13 out of 15 would be exceptional. It really, really would. And then you can go into the, I think it's Liverpool after that. That almost becomes a little bit of a bonus game. There's not much pressure on it. And Southampton have shown this season against the bigger teams, they can perform as well. So it's looking very, very good at the moment. I'm sure in that dressing room, the boys are very, very happy. And like you say, we'll be looking forward to the Norwich game after a little bit of a break. I'm sure they will be. Well, Dean, Adrian, great to chat to you again and thank you for all your input on Saints Live and the final whistle today. Well, 
That's it for tonight. It's three points in the bag as we head into the international break. So we won't be back with you until Southampton travel to Norwich on the 20th of November. Try not to miss us too much. We'll see you soon.